You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. This is some of my best friends are Kabbalists, and I'm here with Rav Nossin from Ashkelon. Uh, Rav Nossin, uh, we're recording when it's already pretty close to Chatzos or after Chatzos, where you are. And it's a Zaman that many people in your... And we've talked about Tikkun Rochel, Tikkun Leia, especially now, uh, especially in Ashkelon, in the neighborhoods that you live in, Shonat Barnea. Uh, there are many uh, Svardim who are waking themselves up in order to engage in the Amira Slichot. Um, and it's something that I think we need to think about uh, because in so many ways, especially as we approach Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippurim, it represents the locus of our Avodah Hashem. Um, obviously, you know, I, I think that one of the things that I always, you know, am frustrated with is that what we, there's such richness from the day in and day out tefillahs that are part of the normal siddur, that if we really dedicated ourselves to, uh, perhaps we wouldn't need that extra injection of slichot. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's strange. Not that this, because we know we know the slichos are a challenge, and we know the slichos, especially from the Ashkenazi side, is are, are a challenge. And I know you, I, I got you thinking, based on a couple of discussions and shiurim that we were the golem stuff, yeah, yeah my 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 what, and the philosophim. So it got you thinking a lot about the trinos and the slichos and the viduyim that are part of of slichos. So um, I'm going to let you. Uh, hold forth here because clearly as we aren't the first to to wonder to be mystified somewhat about the the makeup of slichot and how in a way they sort of represent a a microcosm of, of tefillah and we know that the, uh, the, you say a kaddish tiskabel after you finish slichot which already suggests that within the order of slichos you have almost the complete version of a of, of a regular davening, which has shevach bakosha hido, um, and uh, and even the filas right, which comes at the end. So it's almost like a, a, a davening before a davening, a a seder tefillah beforehand. I think another thing that I I know that you want to hold forth on a little bit is a point that I brought up in one of my shiurim on the Goynim, which was the Ashkenazi resistance to uh, invoking the Yud Gimomidos as part of private tefillah, private tchina, private being shoifech as hanefesh, that there was a sense of, of resisting the Yud Gimomidos. And also, interestingly, as, as part of the theory that I was developing, and, and I know you've taken up on this, the idea of, of where vidui is uh, necessary and where it isn't. I know Yom Kippur is, of course, um, the great exception where, where all of these elements become part, not of a separate tefillah, they all, it becomes compressed and, 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 and combined Within our tefillos, right as our as 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 the tefillos of of the uh, of Yom Kippur actually have within them uh, the Chazar Sashats of the Chazan, really has all those elements as part of 
that whole tefillah. So I know that Yom Kippur is a touchstone for us. And why don't you begin by deconstructing it and reconstructing it so we can come into this 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 time period with thinking um, at a fairly early stage in my life is that outside of outside of uh, of um, Elul and Asersi Mechuba, you know, all of the slichas that we have are connected to a a Tefillah You know, by the Tzaymais, um every every time every time we do a slicha, it's it's in the it's in the immediately after Chazara Sashat's position, which I think you'll agree based upon based upon the stuff that that you have brought to light about about Nefila Safayim, is that that position right after Chazar Sashats and let's say before before Chatzi Kaddish, is a continuation of the Tefilas Amida. It's just it's it's kind of like, you know, in a way it's more concerned with the with body positions and 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 you know what you're doing with your body necessarily than what specifically you're saying. But um, you know after you're done with after you're done with with uh, with um which is said ba'amida, then you do something which is like nefila sapayim, which is a kind of a prostration, either literally or symbolically, depending on whether you go with the Rambam or not. And then after nefila sapayim, you have to sit. And then you know, you as you pointed out, you have this mysterious pasuk lo So now we don't know what to do. Well, we don't know what to do because we've tried davening in every conceivable position that we can you know that we can do we we got standing up we got sitting down and we have and we have and we have prostrated and we learned them all from Moshe Rabbeinu all right so you you see that this this triad of of Amida Nefila and Yeshiva are really parts of the same parts of the same process Uvachain that is why and this is something that really puzzled me for a long time why don't you say a Kaddish after the end of Chazor Sashatz and before Nefila Sapayim? Generally, when you have a different element of the Tefillah, it gets its own Kaddish. I never understood that, you know, until until I realized that no, you know, it's all really various phases of the same thing, which is which is which is Tefillah. And you have Tefillah Bamida, Tefillah Benefila, Tefillah Yeshiva. And and originally Chazal did not create a standardized text for what you say when you're Benefila or Yeshiva. They did have a, they have a standardized text for the for the Amida, at least standardized up to a point. So, you know, it got me thinking that all right, so whenever we whenever we do slichot ordinarily, we do it within the framework of some kind of Tfilish Mayanesrei. Even Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur night, you know, is, is, it's also basically in the same in the same nefila sapayim position, except there's no nefila sapayim because it's nighttime. Greats during during El Nasserus he made tshuva to some other position where there's no shmaya nesri there. Okay, and where where it has to be its own shmaya nesri in a sense, or it has to be its own thing, you know. And and why is that? Why is that even an acceptable practice? Okay, so that's that's the thing that got me that got me wondering about the whole you know the whole institution of slichas and el and aserasi mechuba. Okay, you know what gives you what gives you the the impetus to to do this thing without having having it within the framework of a of a of a tefillah of some kind. Okay, um, I mean at least it explains why there's an ashrei yeshev at the beginning. 
you know, because Ashrei Yeshua Sechaz is always the peticha. It's the, it's the it's the default opening for any for any tefillah that you don't have, uh, you know, uh, kriyashma in front of it. So I anyway, so I be, I began to look at things. I tried to see like you know where do we where do you get the basic patterns of of um, of slichas, and um, so I found myself I found myself looking at the the tzaymes that they used to have in Eretz Yisrael. That we are no longer on the Madrega apparently to do them, which is why we don't do them. Um, in in the event that there is a a a a, a serious shortage of rain. But Nosson, we know that it's not only with Atsiras Gishamin, uh any sort of tsarist that Shidafain and other sorts of things would also True. really call in the basic structure of it's the same thing, yeah. Oh, right. Wars. Right. Right, whatever Mongols. Right, that was the the reason why the Mishnayos Masechtas plagues deal with that because those were the norm. That was the norm that was sort of the unfortunate or fortunate, if you say it's a way to bring people to be mispalil. That was the situation right. of where to throw. But the idea of of creating, as you as you say, the Yemei Tainios, in, including by the end Meila and the twenty four Brachos. Right, that is obviously something that's right. part of it's part of our Mishnaic literature and codified right. in Allah and the Rambam. Yeah. And and in, 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 incidentally, whatever whatever you want to say, the the um, the Seder Tefillah for Atziras and Shamim, you know, for for drought, um, is the most well developed as far as far as I can see. I mean, there's a there's you know in the tour and the Buram, there's a very well worked out. Um, nusach, nusach for it, and and uh, although once again, you know, you you would adapt it to every kind of tsar that you that you're that you're fasting over. Okay, so just just to take a look, you have you know, as you pointed out, you know, you have twenty four, you have twenty four brachas. Um, one of them, one of them, um, well, okay, let's see, one of one of them becomes expanded. In other words, when you, you do the regular Shemaynesri, basically, you get the regular Chazor Sashat. You get to Slachlanu, and Slachlanu becomes vastly expanded. As a matter of fact, Slachlanu becomes the place where you put all the Slichas. Vividui Gadol Bichlolam, and then, you know, and then it, you know, Vyoymer Keshechot Yisrael Bamidbar, Vitachlas Haviduyim, at the end of the Viduyim, you say, Ezra Hasoifer Amar Lefanecha, which is, you know, something we ought to be familiar with. Right, so this brach of slachlanu is where you do the slichas and the viduyim. How do we know what the slichas are? Well, the slichas are basically this alteration of of some kind of prayer plus yud gimel midas in kind of, and you see you see you see that also from hilchas uh, you know from hilchas yom kippur because because in fact we used to do um, slichas in the chazar sashats of all of the tefilot. That of Yom Kippur that have a Chazara, and that that particular thing has completely fallen out of practice over the apparently over the past couple of hundred years, right? For for reasons that nobody seems to, uh, you know, fully fully grasp. Like you know, why did you take a whole part of the davening and just delete it? Twenty six times Vayavar in the course of Shachris, Musaf, Mincha, and and Neila. Followed by uh, followed by vidui, which is by the way the same pattern that you have in the slichas that we do, you know, bashmoyer uh, sabayker, right? The the, the slichas that we do for for el and aser So that pattern of of uh, so we know that if 
when you when we hear the word slichas in in some text, we ought to basically know that there's a a, a layering of of petitions and yud gimel midas shel rachamim. Then after the slichas comes the viduim, and that's like I said, that's the order of the slichas that we that we are that we are familiar with. Now, I guess I guess we're going to try to say this quickly. The interesting thing is that you know in our slichas that we're familiar with, okay, after you're done with the vidui, you come to these to this really. I want mean, it's it's a part that most people find extremely tedious, and and people just say it like they're rattling off, you know, all sorts of just words, you know, anenu hashem, it's anenu 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 anenu, right? Okay, but um, in actual fact, the idea of anenu anenu as a theme follows the slichas because because reevonyenu verivoravenu is the is the bracha that comes after after um after slachlanu and that is the bracha where the shaliach tzibur puts in anenu hashem anenu biyam tzayim taniseinu and that's that theme of anenu is carried on through the rest of the additions that go in there there's you know anenu functions here in this in this in this davening as like the equivalent of malchuyos then it's followed by zechroinus and, and shayfras Right, and then after that you have some some mizmori tehillim, which each one is given a is is given a chasima, and the the um, the signing off parts of the bracha. You know, the last parts of the bracha where you say baruch Hashem something something something. So so these are all very very familiar to us. Misha Anal Avram Avinu Bahari Maria, who Yaane Eschem Yishma Kol Tzakoschem, who the one who answered Avram Avinu. By the Akeda, he should he should answer you. Okay? Then the next one is Misha Anas Al Yamsuf, who answered Moshe and our, our ancestors by the Yamsuf will answer you. Um, Misha, after that it's Misha Ana Yeshua Bagilgal, um, the one who answered Yeshua there in the Gilgal, who Ya'ana Eschem to uh, the Yeshua praying prior to going out with the with the Shifris to bring to you know, pull down the walls of Yerichai. Um Then you have Misha Ana Shmuel Bamitzvah Hu Yane Eschem. This is this is a story that after the after the Aaron came back from uh, from being captured by the Plishtim, um, it was widely perceived as dangerous. A lot of people died because they looked at it improperly. So um, so Shmuel got a whole bunch of got the Am together and they they did some fasting and they did some. And in the meanwhile, the Plishtim saw that everybody is together in one place. They're crying their eyes out, so they decided to attack. And um, and there was a lot of tefillah, and, and there was a great salvation. Akadosh Baruch Hu, you know, sounded out, made a lot of noise to scare the Plishtim away. Um, and um, after that, you have Misha Anas Elio Bahara Carmel. That's Elio Bahara Carmel. And then you have Misha Anna Es Yoyna Hadoga. That's the Nevi'e Habal, of course, where right. Elio right. uh, brings Korbonois, and those Korbonois uh, are, are, are answered. The Rebbeinu uh, uh, causes right. the fire to come down, and of course... Right, whoever who answered Yoyna um, when he was in the belly of the fish. And then you have Misha'ana uh, le David Ushlami Benayi Yerushalayim. 
the one who answered David and his son Shlomo in Yerushalayim, he will answer you. And that's, I guess that's as far as we need to go, I think, in, in, in this subject matter. But just to show you that the anenus that we do in our slichas, Misha'ana Lavrama Vinu, Misha'ana, Misha'ana, you know, Anenu Malkeno, Anenu, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, even though we have a tendency to, you know, blah, 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 swallow them all up, but really they seem to be a critical part of the, of the, of the slichas thing. Okay, because if you if you're looking if you're looking at what's sitting in this in this uh, in this pattern of tefillah, what you have is yud gimel midos vidui and all of this anenu. Right, which is again, and that's the pattern. But I think we have to be exact here, Nelson, that the, these with this mishnah and the tour that you're reading from are being kaveya is the chasima of the extra brachas inserted into the shmeneschei, right? This is what correct, and the chasima of a bracha, of course, you know, is 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 in a way just as you know, Nelson, in any uh, endeavor, whether it's an essay, a book, a film, the wind up right before you get to the end is supposed to contain, in many ways, the theme and the power of, of what you're trying to get at, and that is the chasima right. of every bracha. But what you're saying here, Nelson, is that. What we've done is we've actually uh, we've cut it away from from their its original source, and we've sort of lumped them and stitched them together as as a whole series of anenus. That... Yeah. And then 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 of course we put the whole thing on steroids, so you get lots and lots and lots of anenus, probably probably more than they had back then. You know, but and, and maybe you know, maybe we're trying to compensate the, for the fact that there's not a real Shemayin Ezra here. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and and also, Nelson, I think you know, is less more. You know, it, it, the fact is, is when when you do have this complete list, and it's not just it's about you know Pinchas and about others who also get answered. You it overwhelms you. You know, when you have one bracha and one hero standing in the bracha. The bracha is in tune. You know, the Mishnah and Tainus doesn't give us the exact which which comes after which comes after Anenu Hashem Anenu Biyam Tzem Tani Seino, right? So, so um, for that one, for that one, you do Misha Ana B'Meishav B'Yamsu. Okay, so so in a major theme in Zechreinus is 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 the Mabu. Right, so there is some there's some appropriateness there of the of the chasima and the bracha to the to the theme of zichroinus. Hakadosh Baruch Hu remembered Moshe and the, and Bnei Yisrael. He saved them from the water, you know, and that kind of rem, reminds you of reminds you of Noah. Right, right. Okay. And, and the and the, chas, the chasima of the bracha is, is, is he who for, remembers forgotten things. And there's a very interesting comment over there that that the, the meaning of that. The meaning of that um, of bracha is that for all these years, Bnei Yisrael were in were in Egypt working and suffering and dying, and 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 they felt forgotten. So Hakadosh Baruch who remembered them and and you know and, and brought them out. So Zoycher Hanishkacha is kind of refers to refer, refers to that thing. Um, but you know another example, let's say the 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 bracha for Shifras, right, is is. Um, is Now Yeshua was praying for the downfall, of, for the falling down of the walls of Yericho, which was supposed, which happened through, 
through Shifris, uh, various psukim prakim from Tehillim, which are which are utilized, which are which are said, and then you add the chasima to that. So, like for instance, the one for remembering Hanavi when he was in the belly of the fish is 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 the one that is used for the mizmor mimama kim Hashem. Right, I call out to you from the depths, which is certainly appropriate for 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 you. And if you take a look at it, you see there's a lot of you know there's a lot of correlation between the various stories. Like Eliyahu Bahara Carmel is is um has something to do with mountains. Shiramalas esa einayel hehorim meinyoviyazri. So that that connects to Yeshua Bahara Carmel. So it's 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 very it's very well thought about the whole the whole thing. Uh, the Vido and the Yud Gilmido. So I mean this this I also this was a question that that lingered about with me for for quite some time and that is you know if you identify you identify the different sections of the of the of the process right but you don't necessarily know what makes them hang together what what is there what is the connection and it seemed to me always that yud gimel midas and vidui suffer from a certain disconnect Right now, the vidui is the first part, and the vid, you know, the, the excuse me, the yudgal midas is the first part. Yudgal midas comes with its own introductory passages of psukim. Then, when you're done with the yudgal midas, that repetition, then you move on to a bunch of other psukim, which are introductions, introductions to the vidui. So the vidui and the, you know, so the the two themes are presented as, as separate entities, right? And so that kind of made me wonder what's what's bechal the connection because vidui is lechayra something that is that is intimately connected to the carbon. It's really it's really a din in the carbon. And and I don't know. I always understood with the Rambam that that what you you know what you learn what you learn from his interpretation of of mitzvahs vidui is that in the absence of a carbon, either because you're not chayiv in a carbon for this avera or because uh, or because you have no carbon to bring because there's no no place to bring it. So then. Nevertheless, the avoda vidui remains, but but uh, you know vidui is learned out of Maisa carbonus and and uh, and it it's connected to carbonus even if there's no carbon present, right? Now that's that's why that's why vidui is a mitzvah. We really should be bringing carbonus and we're not, or or maybe or maybe the person's life should be laid on the line and he you know he should be a carbon, but barachme shemayim, okay, that's not that's not the, that's not required or that's not even a good idea. So therefore, vidui carbon, fine. Um, now yud gil mida is like, what is it? It's I mean it's not so it's not related to a carbon at least not not a, not as it appears to be. It's it's something it's something else. Now we know. By the way, that that Yud Gimel Midas is a is a davar shepikadusha, and it is related to Chazar Sashatz. It's got to be because that is Rabbi Yochanan's famous drasha. In, you know, if Ilmalei right Gemara and Rosh Hashanah Malamid Shnisatef Hakadosh Baruch Hu Keshliach Tzibur, and he taught Seder, you know, Seder Yud Gimel Midas to to Moshe Rabbeinu, and this was the model of what. Tfila needs to be at any asara. Do what I am. Right. And, and, and as we know, it's the most one of the most anthropomorphic statements in in a Chazal that the Rebbeinu Shalom 
becomes the chazan. And the Rebbe says, this is what you could do. I'm, I'm going to show you how to be. That even though, you know, even though we're talking about a very, very ancient phase in, in, in the history of Am Yisrael, that there was some kind of aspect there of, of Philobet Zibor. And that there was some kind of aspect of a shaliyah tzibur, and that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is modeling how to be a shaliyah tzibur and how to and how to pray with the with the yud gimel midas. Okay, so so this looks really like two really two disparate things because this is this is davening, this is carbon. Now, are are is davening and carbon correlated to each other? I you know, I, guess, I guess so, right? You know, there, there's people. You know, they're doing carbon in the in the Migdash, and there's plenty of yidden outside the Migdash who are who are who are doing tefillah. So, so tefillah and carbon seem to be. Can, obviously, you could say that they're correlated, um, but th- does that mean that you have to put them together in the same? You know, in the in, in this in the same slichas process. I mean, do they? You know, they do they do they belong together, or is there or is there something else? So. Um, just parenthetically, I want to I want to say one other thing about how Rabbi Yochanan knows this whole shliach tzibur thing. Okay, and, and if you kind of obviously we're speaking extremely extremely anthropomorphically. Okay, so we should everybody who listens to this should know that uh, you know we're not we're not you know we're not mamine hagash you know, but the the idea is that is that you know Moshe asks hareni um, nois kvoidecha. Which means that Moshe, wa- Moshe Rabbeinu wants to have a perception of of Hakadosh Baruch Hu as let's say as he is, right? So Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "You can see, you know, you can see my back, you can't see my front." And Moshe is up there on top of the mountain, and there is a cleft in the rock. There's a little cave in there, and Moshe is going to stand in the cave, facing outward. Hakadosh Baruch Hu Kaviyachol is going to walk past the opening of the cave, right? And he's going to place his hand over the opening to the cave. Once again, derech mashal kaviyoch, whatever that means. Okay, so that Moshe's view will be obscured until the shechina has already passed by, and then Moshe can stick his head out and look and see the backside of the vision, which, which according to Chazal, was kesheshel tefillin. Right, which is that's, that's certainly that's certainly one way of of explaining what the you know what the backside of the head really is here all right now this act of walking by vayavar hashem alponov you know right that that whole process is very similar to what a shaliach tzibur would do back particularly in ancient times the way that worked the shaliach tzibur had to rise out of the community so you had a bunch of people sitting in sitting in shul let's say, and somebody gets up to be the shaliach tzibur, he's walking past, you know, he's walking past, let, let's say, let's say, particularly if they're, if they're seated in a semicircle or something like that. So he's walking past the people who are there so that he can be ovel lifnei hateva, that he can go past them to be in front of the box. The box, of course, is what they call the, the Aaron Kodesh, where they had the, where they, where they had the Sifrei Torah. Now, but, you know, if they were doing it same because of Atsiris Agshamim and they were doing this whole 24 brachas thing, so they would actually take the take the Aron Kodesh out of the shul and put it in the middle of the you know put it in the middle of the town square, and they would have the they would have the davening there. In which case, in all probability, the the idea of the shaliach were arising out of the community 
walking past the community to stand in front of the box, right? That would be like the kind of experience through which one becomes a shaliyah tibur. You know, before this, I'm sitting in, and I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting in the, in surrounded by my friends and my acquaintances, and somebody says, well, who's gonna, you know, who's gonna go first? Who's gonna be our shaliyah? we're talking that. Then it turns out that, oh, it's me. So I have to get up and I have to walk past everybody and I have to go to the to the front, stand right in front of the teva. So that's the that's the demonstration that Akadosh Baruch Hu is doing for Moshe. He's showing how to be a shaliach tzibur, and, and that's and that's why the whole drush I think of Rabbi Yechon is here is based on the words on the on the words of Vayavar Hashem Al because the the typical way of referring to this it's by Chazal is. Right. Which, right. which is reflected, okay. which is reflected in the Ashkenazi minag of Yom Naraim Shachris, which is right. Or the Baal Shachris is not standing at the Amud, but he actually stands, sits somewhere in the back, and what you hear is, yeah. of course, that plaintive mm-hmm. call. Oh yo yo right. yo, and then he starts walking, and then, and then he gets all the way to right. He gets to the front. And then he says, Hamelech. Hamelech, meaning what I just did is what God taught us to do. You're right, it's Hamelech Hayyushe, right. but by, by saying the word Hamelech, what he's doing is saying, God, here I'm now replicating what you. This place, and he has to go forward, and he has to go into the unknown, you know, go into the, go into the terrible place right there in front of the Shechina, okay, which, which apparently, if you were really serious about this, you would understand what what risk that entails for a person's, yeah, you know, for a person's why, integrity. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. why I think Ashkenazi right. put so much uh, stock and beauty into the Hinnani Ha'onimi Mas, which Mas, is, right. right, which is, which right. is unusual because again, here we are, it's an act. Right. It really is. If you think about it, it's, 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 it's almost, the, yeah, well, I don't, don't want to say it's theatrical, but it's a, it's a demonstration. Very much theatrical. Right? It's, it's meant, an act. It's an acting out yes. of something. Which is maybe 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 you need a bit a little bit of Kabbalah to understand what it is exactly that you're acting out. That that could be a different thing, but but just basically understanding understanding what's going on. The the, the walk that the shaliach tzibur does from his chair to the to the to the to the to the, to the Aron Kodesh or to the table, whatever it is that you've got standing in front of the Aron Kodesh, because and and really this is something that also gets like Sfardim don't seem to have this idea. Because they do all of their shaliyah tzibur stuff, they do from the they do from the table, the mm-hmm. same place where they read the sefer Torah. Ashkenazim have kept the have kept the minhag, which is obviously authentic and ancient, that the place of the chazan is not on the table where you read the, read the, read the Torah. It's at a separate location in front of the right. which in front which, of the. All right, you know, in the shuls in Eretz Yisrael and in many of the yeshiva shuls here in America, it's actually below. It's actually mimamak. Right. Where they actually the chazan is is actually in a place right. lower, as opposed to uh, what has become in Shulim well, and Sfardi shuls, where he actually goes up. Goes up, right, right. So 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 Bayasi goes down, and that's also another lashon that you have that you have in 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 the Gemara. You know, Yorid Lifnei Ateva is so you have Over Lifnei Ateva, which is which I I read some research about it. Somebody said that Over Lifnei Ateva is is more is more Tanaic. Loshan and and the uh, Yorid Lifneateva is more is more Amoroim. Yes. So I, I think a hint to to what the relationship is between Yudgivul Midas and and uh, and Vidui is in Seder Eliyahu Zuta. It's a you know the second half or the second part of uh, of Tana Eliyahu, where 
it, it darshans like this: Yanchu Hashem b'yem tzara, let Hashem answer you in the in the time of in the time of uh, travail. David knew that the base of was going to be destroyed and that the Korbanois would be nullified uh, through the sins of Yisrael. And David was very, was very pained by this. And he asked, when, when, the, when travail comes to them, who is going to atone for them? So Amar Kadosh Baruch David. So Hashem says to David, Al-Tizta'er, don't, you know, don't be too... Pained by this, I have already revealed the order of slicha to Moshe, your teacher. When the tzar is come, people should get together as one as one bound, bind of of um, shared intent. And they should confess their sins. And they should say the Seder Slicha, which is obviously the Yud Gimel Midas. You know, and I will and I will answer them. So, what I the the message that I get out of the Tana Devei Liyahu is that far from being something that is unrelated to Karbanos, it seems that the Yud Gimel Midas are actually demonstrating to you. The the let's say the inner processes by which a carbon is effective, right? And therefore, you know, the idea of vidui plus plus seder slicha is there to replace the carbon plus the plus the vidui, or at least offer an at least offer an alternative to it. So, which leaves us kind of with a sense of direction, but still a, a still an important question. So, what then is it? That makes you know what is the inner meaning of a carbon that makes yud gimel midos the um, the expression of that prophet the Rav Kahana, and I'm just going to read it briefly. It's it's a uh, it's um sikta vav ois aleph where the drasha starts pasuk in tehillim. If I get hungry, I will not tell you. Because to me is the world and everything that fills it. It's im erav loy oymarloch kili teva lumeloya. So, so Hashem is saying, or the or the whoever is writing this mizmor is saying that don't think that Hakadosh Baruch Hu needs the carbons that you're giving him because he's eating everything. He's got a whole world full of animals and are and they're all being consumed all the time. So, if I get hungry, says Hakadosh Baruch Hu, I don't need to tell you that because uh, I don't need the shepsluch that you're that you're going to give me. Now, what ha- what is what happens next? Amar Rabbi Simon, Rachamim Kasuv Boy Hakra Harehud Amar Dixiv Vayavar Hashem Alpano Vayikro Hashem Hashem Kiel Rachum Vachanon Etc. Ad Venake Vchi Yesh Rachamon Shuhu Moiser Mizaynois of Lachzari. Do you think that there is a compassionate person who gives his food over to somebody who is cruel? Havei, that is the meaning of im erav loy oimerlach. If I get hungry, I won't tell you. So you know, so the the, the drasha is that humans are basically instinctually cruel, and therefore Hakadosh Baruch Hu would not really give his true his true mizaynaisav his, his true food over to us, okay? Because because a truly compassionate person would not trust a cruel person with his um, with his sustenance. Now it's a weird. This is a very, very weird medrash, anyway. But at the very least, 
this has some connection with Yud Gimel Midas. Yeah, I, I would just the add, idea. I would just add here on something that uh, I know is close to your heart, and I think it allows us to again. We, I think we have the structure and uh, of what these three portions are: the Vidui, Yud Gimel Midas, the Aneinu. But it may be the reason Yud Gimel Midas might be connected to the carbon, which is, as you implied before, the sense of complete. Um, his masters to the Rabbi Nishayon, the sense that that this should be me, I'm I, I should be dead. I have to give myself. I'm a vato myself. Um, it's sort of similar to what Rav Nachman writes in Torah where he says that um, that Hashem Hashem El Rachum Vachanun is Bechinas Haruach Shehu Marich Ruche Bechinas Anoch Al um, and he, if you remember that 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 part of the uh, the beauty of that Torah is talking about simply what he calls the the krechts of an ish Yisrael. and he says how the yud gimel represent when they are being said. That's he says kishem misaneach mamshech ruach so in a way, although the, it's it's quite elevated, but I think it's like that. What do you think a person who would see the carbon being brought would be doing? Right? He would be moved by the death of that animal. He would be mm-hmm. over over his own chisoro. And, and maybe again, based on 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 uh, what again, you have to know what where Rav Nachman gets this from. But I think that is very. Right. I think that is very uh, tzibundin. It's a good indication, yes. That this, when I'm saying, you know, yeah, yeah. This, is, this, is, this is the heart, the krechts of a yid is really in a way, it isn't just I'm appealing to God, but actually by saying this, the, the, uh, in a way, it's, it's, it's the cathartic experience of, 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 of krechts or death even toward for God. If you can correct like a like a Breslover corrects the way you should during those uh, mirrors of the Yud Gimelmidis, instead of just like wailing and, and 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 mindlessly saying them, recognizing what you're doing is being mocked of the carbon through I think that that already is 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 quite an uh, quite an advancement well, over what most people are doing. And- we usually try to think of ourselves as being complete, as being whole. As being substantial, you know, because we want to, we want to exist, and then it's really, especially when you're getting getting to Yamim Noiroim, the anxiety over your continued existence is an issue. But there comes a point at which you realize that that what you think is existing is actually emptiness, you know, and and I think that's where the krechtsing comes from. You real, you know, you you suddenly willing to give away your sense of being somebody to Hakadosh Baruch Hu because you realize that what you are is not. You know, if if you if you exist, it's not worthy, and and it's better not to exist if that's what it entails. So therefore, you know, you surrender your false sense of of being, and in exchange for that, you get this ruach that comes in and fills up all of your chesroinus. So bechinas krechts carbon yudgil midos, yeah. So I sign note, off on that. And then, no, my friends, we will see you hopefully in a month from now, and it was a month that should probably be a a month that. Puts you, gets you through slichos in a way that they aren't just, uh, you aren't puzzled, but you actually are brought closer. 
with a great familiarity. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 